my name is Mr. X, but you can call me Leo. And this is the Full Blooded Podcast. My name is Leo X, but you can call me Leo. And we're doing a live podcast from the city of Hawthorne at the greatest sports bar. I have a special guest, Marina. I met her at the cruise. We talked about it a little bit a couple weeks ago. Marina, introduce yourself. Marina, how are you guys doing? You have an amazing personality. You have a lot of energy. You were on the cruise partying. You were the life of the party every time we went to the smoking lounge. Where do you get all that energy from? You only live once. Got to enjoy life. Are you uh, native from Hawthorne? No. Torrance, Gardena area. Tell me uh, why we're here tonight. Oh, we're in a dark league. We play darts and we just love to party. <laughs> Okay, it's Lamont's birthday, A.K. Midget. I met him and a couple of the cool people here on the cruise ship, and I wanted to pursue a relationship because when I met Marina, one of the very first things I said is that I, I'm tired of being a womanizer, and I just want to go straight. And I started writing a book this morning, an introduction to me wanting to go straight, looking for someone who's special. I broke up with all my girlfriends after the cruise. You guys had a big impact on me because when I saw you guys party like a family, like a crew, I don't have that in my life, and I wanted that. So I've been coming on here every week, every Thursday, I saw you dancing at the bar a little while ago. I'm going to take a picture of that, but I just want to let you guys know that you and all your friends, you guys are really, really special. Anything you want to say? Ah, we love you too, Leo. You're a part of the family now. You look like a very strong person, Marina. I mean, when I first saw you, I was intimidated. Did you know that? I mean, I'm like, man, whoever's going to go up against her better better have some like fortitude because this is a strong woman. You ever get that? Yes, everybody's always intimidated by me, but I'm the nicest, sweetest person ever. Let's go, guys. All right, that's Jason calling you for the dark tournament. We'll catch up with you after darts. Yes. Good luck, sweetie. Today is October 29th, and I am doing a follow-up to a follow-up. The last a podcast I did with Happy Jesus was quite heavy. I remember my sister texted me and told me how much she enjoyed it. She's going through a lot right now. She's a She just fell off the wagon. So for you guys that don't know what that means, it basically means that she was a recovering alcoholic and then she started drinking again. And then she's back on the wagon, which means she stopped drinking. And that's a whole other story because if you know anything about me and my sister, we're pretty tight. But when you deal with alcoholics, you don't know which sister you're dealing with. In other words, you're partying with her for three, four weeks. She's always drinking. You're making great plans to start a business together. She then decides to go sober, and she doesn't remember anything that you guys spoke about in those last three weeks. That's what it's like to deal with an alcoholic. So you love them. You do as best as you can, and you don't really depend on them for a whole lot because they will be going back and forth between their reality and your reality. Don't get me started. I love my sister, and I have a couple of pilots that we've recorded on this podcast as well with her. If for anything, if nothing else, this is all one big pilot, one big test before I get on stage and start working on the real podcast, which we'll give you the name for that later. Right now, what we're trying to do is share a follow-up. Remember, I met some guys on that cruise ship. They struck a chord with me. Um, I started writing my book yesterday to explain a little bit about my background as to why I'm a broken kind of a person. Um, so 
when I met these guys, I wanted to be part of a circle of friends. I want to know what it's like to have friends around my age. I've been in the ballroom dance business for 25 years, so most of my clients are in their 50s to 60s to 70s. And that's the climate I have been working in for the last 25 years. So since age 26 or so, that's who I hang out with. Those are my friends. Those are my customers. And now as I'm entering those ages and my early 50s, I'm starting to live again and I'm starting to see what normal dudes do. In the city of Hawthorne, there's a sports bar called The Greatest. And I've tried doing a podcast there a couple of times, but it's too loud and everyone's drinking and the dudes are too busy playing darts and the girls are too busy wanting to share a little bit of drama. Our girls' drama, don't even get me started. Remember, when I met this entire crew, Gorilla, Midget, and their girls, the first thing I said was how frustrated I was to be on that cruise and how I was tired of women. Not that I don't like them, I love them, but I was tired of playing this game that Patrice O'Neill discusses all the time in his podcast. God rest. God bless us all. Rest in peace. Uh, for you young guys especially, you should totally look up Patrice O'Neill. He's from the East Coast, an amazing comedian, and he has a breakdown on male and female relationships. More on that later. So I'm continuing to visit these guys and being friends with them every Thursday. I'm even thinking of getting into darts. I don't even like darts. I want to know what people do when they're not working anymore. I have been so busy dating and dating and dating when I'm not teaching ballroom dancing that I forgot what it's like to hang out with guys. I mean, I play a lot of poker as well, but everybody at the poker table is your enemy. So I'm going to talk a little bit about how my follow-up was last night, a couple of lessons that I've learned this week, mm -hmm. and hopefully we'll finally get that podcast with these two guys that are just so hard to just schedule. I mean, more on that later. My name is Leo X, and you're listening to the Full Blooded Podcast. And we're back here at the Full Blooded Podcast. So, a little more details as to my experience last night. I noticed that some of the gals were drinking excessively, as usual. I mean, that's what people do at sports bars. And I got a little information as to what's going on in the crew. And when I say the crew, I'm talking about these guys that I met on the cruise. And I've been diligently visiting every week, like church, trying to build some respect and some trust because I really, truly am interested in hearing Lamont's story. He's got an incredible story. He became an ordained minister after being in prison for a while. And how do you survive that? And how do you come to the conclusion of becoming such? That to me intrigues me. Connecting to people intrigue me and have, hearing their stories intrigue me. And then there's Gorilla. Some of the things he's told me is quite outlandish. And I want to, I want you guys to hear it from him before I even say any of that. So. I had an opportunity to visit them at the casino uh, in Indio, but unfortunately I was tied up with my son's basketball tournaments and babysitting my two dogs excessively and working, so I couldn't make it out, and I, I really regret that. It could have been an amazing podcast. And as you can tell, those are my two wiener dogs in the back, messing around as usual. For the next seven days, I'm gonna have them. I have them a total of 10 days full-time. That's right, I am babysitting them for 10 days because their full-time parent is in Hawaii for 10 days. Jesus. Anyway, that's another story. 
What I want to impress upon you guys is that if you listen to the first podcast where I talk about my friends or these gentlemen that I'm trying to become friends with and how they intrigue me, Happy Jesus, a.k.a. Anthony from San Diego, you got to kind of guide me because this is a rough group we're dealing with and some things happened that I wasn't foreseeing regarding my ex-girlfriend. And we had squashed any misunderstandings or misconceptions I'm a very emotional guy. I think that's why I'm a good dancer and teacher, artist, instructor, entertainer. And in that first podcast, I'd explained how the experience and the newness of it all happening together, me introducing my ex to them, and then she putting her tentacles into them, trying to get their attention, and me wondering what's going on behind my back because I wasn't involved in any of these conversations. Because when you date someone like my ex, who's very dishonest, very manipulative, I think you call that a cunt, but I'm not sure anymore in today's politically correct system. Very dishonest and deceiving. I mean, I don't know how many of my friends would call me and say, Hey, dude, I got money missing from my backpack or I got money missing from my wallet. Okay, how much was it? I I wouldn't even ask them to justify their accusation. I would just say, how much? 200. Here you go, 200. I would just pay it. Yeah, that's how regular this became of a problem. You know, my, my baby's mama, hey, my cell phone's missing. Okay. I'm sure it was her. Let me let me take care of it. You know, my best friend said, "Hey, dude, someone took my ATM card and charged $300 on it, and there's a video camera uh, showing who it was." And she's the one that had the credit card. So I talked to my ex about it, and she said, "It was never me." She literally denied it for four weeks until the proof came back, and even then, she denied it. I mean, I have I have <laughs> I can go on and tell you of all the lies. I remember I remember one time I had my storage from when I closed my business down and retired. And we set up the storage unit together because we were going to become business partners. And she said, no matter what, Leo, I got you, ride or die. That's me. Okay. I got I got this. I'll take care of these two units for you. Just don't worry about it. I'm like, okay. Three months later, I get a phone call from the manager saying, hey, we've been trying to get a hold of your ex. And um, she's not returning our phone calls, our emails, or our text messages. And it's been four weeks. So we're going to go ahead and shut down and, you know, put a padlock on it and, and have it at auction. I'm like, I'm like, what? So obviously I went down there and took care of the bill and transferred stuff to, to my name, took care of my things. I mean, I can tell you stories of how much of a deceitful and dishonest um, person this is. So I have yet to hear that she's taking responsibility for keying my car. Not surprised. Her actions and the things that she said and failed to have said reinforce the fact that her track record is criminalizing her even further so I how can I believe that it wasn't her and I haven't yet to talk to her and it's been over four weeks now maybe even longer I can't even remember and the boys and I had a, a meeting and we all said drop that bitch I, I love that when Lamont said to Reggie and me because Reggie kept <laughs> he's so funny he's all about the money he's a businessman kept uh, what's that word jawjacking anyway he kept nipping in my ear like dude you know think about the money do you think about the business and i said reggie i don't want to make my money like that bro we just broke up over 24 years and the last six seven of me putting up with her just her extreme dishonest negative attitude just toxic so i i want to break free and i want to start living my own stuff well she says she bought the motorcycle for you and i said to her him dude are you are you an attorney 
do I gotta list all the stuff that I bought for her then and then how it all balances out? What, what are we accountants here? And Lamont turns around and says, Shut the fuck up. Stop talking about the goddamn bitch. If that bitch was here, I'd fucking slap her that hole down to the, to the floor. I'd slap that bitch in her face. And he said it in front of everybody, the girls and me, and like the Sopranos, like a Godfather movie, everybody just hushed down. That moment told me I'm now part of a of a male order. I'm working my way as the lowest chimp on the totem pole, trying to, you know, be accepted and acquire friends. And these are real guys. These are these are the real deal. These guys, these are the guys, kind of guys that will back you up and are sweet and have a lot of life experience. But if you need somebody to back you up because you know they're legit to you, that these are these are the guys. That's what masculinity ultimately, I think, is. What it means for me is finding good dudes that you're willing to have fun with, are honest with you. You can talk shit out. But when the when the decision drops, we all know where we we all know where our place is. And I, in a weird kind of way, kind of dug that because I thought I could totally stand up and say, "Hey, don't talk about that ex cunt bitch that way." But I feel the same way. <laughs> no, I'm like, dude, I'm glad you feel like that. I feel like that. Our other man understands that's the truth, but you know, he knows where we're all where we all sit with that. To me, that was reassuring. And that was three weeks ago because the week after that, we all showed up again. Life was back to normal. We all talked about the normal stuff, sports and drinking and smoking and jokes and darts. And the week after that, which was yesterday, was Midget's birthday. And we had a great time. No drama happened. Nobody got hurt. It's a safe place. I mean, you have to understand from my point of view. I live in Orange County. I was raised thinking white. I'll explain what that means later. In other words, my mom would rarely let me hang out with anybody in the streets. Even, even though we were the poorest kids in school. And then I get into ballroom dancing after college. Not that I went to college, I just dated girls in college and slept there, but still, I went, became a ballroom dancer. So I'm constantly hanging around like Asian people, white people, and they're usually way older than me. And here all of a sudden, I'm driving on Inglewood Boulevard in Hawthorne. And I was not listening to rap music, believe it or not. I was listening to Earth, Wind and Fire because um, that's my generation, kind of. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm going to the greatest. Jason's the owner is a really nice guy. He had this house party thing when I first met them all five weeks ago, and it was awesome at his place. And I told him his wife should consider doing ballroom dancing. And he says, you know, Leo, we might do that. And I said, bye, Jason, yesterday. And he says, bye, Leo, take care. He's such a nice guy, and he owns that bar. And if you look at that bar from where I live in Orange County and my or my friends are or my clients, they would never step foot in that bar. And yet I grew up family members and neighborhood friends that that's 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 how we grew up. So in Orange County, I don't feel like I belong. And here in Hawthorne, trying to connect with these people, I look like I don't belong and I almost feel like I don't belong. But Reggie and Lamont make me feel good. Just like on the cruise, they're like super friendly, super supportive, and they hear me and they think I'm funny. And never mind the background noise, that's just my two wiener dogs making coffee and washing dishes. So this is a brief update on the mix of feelings that I went through when I came back from my cruise, followed up with these guys that I became homies with on the cruise, wanted to reassert that I'm that kind of a guy. If you need a helping hand, if you need a, someone to talk to, and someone with great advice who can listen to you and connect with you. Some people used to call that a wingman. I'm that guy. And so I'm learning that with these gentlemen, with these homies, 
you just show up and you just be yourself and you just know your place and you get trust and then you can start asking the tough questions. The, the questions that I really want to know that intrigue me about these guys. How could you become an OG or stay an OG or a retired OG but still believe in God at the same time? I, there's this guy, it's kind of like how does a samurai warrior still believe in Buddha or his thereafter? There's got to be a, men can do that. Men can go to the army and go to war and do certain beast things, monster things, and still have a reconciliation or a recourse plan with the Almighty or their version of Almighty. And the reason why I'm bringing this up to you is because Jordan Peterson brought this up on our shorts video on YouTube, how sometimes you have to embrace the beast in you. And this is why we watch horror movies. This is why we're interested in documentaries or serial killers. We're not supporting the bad. We're not playing video games to do the bad. But that's also in us. And sometimes we have to become so enraged and so angry to defend ourselves from the fight or flight responses. I'm getting heavy. Just bear with me. That you need to have access to that monster inside you to protect yourself or protect someone else or fight for the right side. Listen, lots of heavy stuff that that's always working in my mind. Am I a clown? Am I a comedian? You decide. Ultimately, connecting to people is what I'm all about. And I'm happy to say that I had a great time at this birthday party. Had three shots of whiskey, two Coronas. My man Chino escorted me out. That's the second most interesting guy in that crew. And I told him that. I said, you know what? Lamont, a.k.a. Midge, is a very interesting individual. Reminds me of Joey Diaz. Check out his podcast. He's one of Joe Rogan's best friends. And he's got so many stories. But in coming to establish some rapport and some trust with these gentlemen, I have met this kid well he's practically our age he's in his late 40s chino he's asian looking looks like buddha's totally bald always wears black and he's always cordial and courteous to all the ladies making sure they're taken care of he's always making sure that nobody's getting jumped from behind and if there's any car issues he's make sure he takes care of it i'm telling you his name is chino but i call him hawkeye because he's got such a pulse on what's going on and he reminded me not to finish my last beer because of his dui story do you have a dui story I'll tell you my DUI story. I was getting a blowjob through her off me while I was driving because the cops pulled me over because she insisted on giving me a BJ only if the DVD player was playing on her dashboard. Only if she could hear the background of the freaking movie, The Wedding Crashes. And I said, you don't even need to see it. I just want to hear it. And me being a dumb guy wanting the BJ put the goddamn thing on, got pulled over because of that. Threw her off, went DUI. God damn it. Can't believe I told you that story. Stories that would make us. It's the difference between us and the beasts. Remember that out there. So, if you would like to get on the Full Body Podcast and have this cerebral exchange, or just share your story with me, I'll promise you two things. You'll laugh, you get some insight on it, and number two, you'll feel a lot better. I know I feel a lot better now that I'm sharing how this wonderful update from the last couple of issues we had has ironed out, and I think we're homies again because, and I'll wrap this up at the ending of my show. Oh, never mind the noise in the back. That's my two wiener dogs making a sandwich now. Uh, I got a text this morning from the boys. I texted them yesterday that I had a great time at the birthday party. Take care. Be good. And then I told them, you know, I'm going to have my birthday coming up and I would like to have you guys do that same thing with me. And they're like, yeah, man, we're down. And uh, my favorite message was, I mean, Lamont texted me, I want to go too. I'll be there. I trust my man. And then Reggie texted me this morning and said, uh, Leo, you're a little homie now. 
is going to be there. So, so <laughs> that's awesome. When it's, it's, I know, I know, I, I sound like a, like a, what my brother would call a pansy. He was in the military. I'm actually getting emotional over the fact that I'm acquiring friends, like real friends. And that's kind of cool because it hasn't happened in a long time. Been too busy dating, lying to women, taking advantage of them. And I, and I want to re- 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 retract that, not taking advantage of them. There's no such thing as, as victims. There's volunteers. I was always pretty clear that I date and I date and I date. And, and now I don't. Now I'm thinking about not dating. Now I'm thinking about just waiting for a while and looking for the right one and settling down. Sounds kind of gay, but in the best way. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to the Full Blooded Podcast. This is a pilot series. It's going nowhere, but you never know when you see me on stage. Remember, if you're not dancing, you're just part of the crowd. What does that mean? It means I would like you to come to my birthday party. It's going to be at the Rumble Room Live. VIP? Is that what they call it? Bottle service? I don't know what it's called. I've never done it before. Since I'm going to be 53 and dancing my ass off. I think it's worth it. And I bet I will record some great video. And I bet I'll blow some people away. Yep. Ballroom dancing, that's where it's at. You have been listening to the Full Blood Podcast. My name is Mr. X, but you can call me Leo. See ya.